Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 53. Well, Chinese New Year is upon us, and Las Vegas always celebrates with displays and special events. We hit the strip to get a Chinese lesson from an unexpected source. So, uh, signature one, obviously, for the holiday. Uh, if you want to say Happy New Year, you say Sunlin Phailok. And I probably butchered that as far as the dialect, but Sunlin Phailok. Sunlin Phailok? Like Sunlin Phailok. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably I'm the wrong guy to say this, but Sunlin Vailok means means Happy New Year. They'll know what you're saying. It's gonna take some practice to master that. Plus, you won't believe how many fresh cut flowers and plants go into one of the strip's most popular displays. It's all coming up on Vegas Revealed. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 53. I'm Dana Roselli, along with Sean McAllister. And I don't know why we always choose to record our podcast when we're feeling a little sluggish, but uh, we have good reason today. (laughs) We hit the strip, we went to the Palazzo, and went to Mott 32. And uh, we're a little, I don't want to say hungover, but slow today. Well, here's the deal. (laughs) Uh, There are so few occasions that get us out for night activities. True around Las Vegas these days. So uh, when we go out, it ends up being an occasion. And then you just kind of, we're not used to it. We're not used to the rhythm of going out and getting back into the swing of things the next day. Exactly. And, you know, we were taste testing different kinds of drinks last night. And then that, you know, that adds up. But then, you know, you stay, you hang. We even gambled a little. Well, you did. Yeah. You were playing the, what was that Little Shop of Horrors slot? It was a Little Shop of Horrors (laughs) slot machine. It was the first time that I'd seen that game out on the the gaming floor. So it was, was, you know, something new and shiny. And it had locked in wilds, which I love. And listen, you cashed out up $1.25. That's right. So I'm proud of you. It's not a loss. It's not a loss. (laughs) I was like, really? And then your husband was like, yeah, it's a win. I was like, all right, move on. But I would keep playing. (laughs) Um, Something we talked about last week uh, is the Buffalo Bills, our our hometown football team. We said we hoped they would win their game because it feels good to see them back in the playoffs. And they did win. They did. And so now uh, they are are facing the Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. And this is the first time, Dana, since 1993 that the Bills have been playing for the AFC Championship. It's incredible. I graduated high school in 1993, so that's a long time ago. (laughs) I mean, there's like a whole generation of of people. I can't even call them kids because at this point they're they're pushing 30. So there's like a whole generation of people who have never seen the Buffalo Bills be good like this. I know. It's so true. Yeah, and we were telling you about one of our local uh, pizza places here in town called Naked City Pizza, and I saw them tweet after the win because they've been putting like tents in their parking lot right. to spread people out and be able to have them outside to be able to enjoy the game. And they said, we're going to need a bigger tent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. It is. A so. good sign that there's a, a loyal fan base of Western New York sports fans out west here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, we're recording this on a, a Friday, so hopefully during the game on Sunday, the Bills will be victorious against Kansas City, and we'll have uh, some more sporting news to celebrate next week here on Vegas Revealed. That's right. And, you know, I did notice, uh, side note, Naked City Pizza did do one of the Bernie memes, too. 
You know, Bernie Sanders was the big hit at the inauguration in Washington, D.C. With his woolen mittens. His woolen, everyone's putting them everywhere. We haven't done it yet, but I kind of feel like, well, maybe we should just move on from that. It's kind of getting old. <laughs> it is. I think if you don't do it by a certain time, then you miss the boat. Exactly. And, and you're just trying to, you're trying too hard. Right. After a certain point. True. <laughs> but uh, one of our biggest uh, displays, really, in Las Vegas on the Strip is at the Bellagio. The Bellagio Conservatory has incredible displays for every season and they've recently put up their Chinese New Year's display. Yeah, they have a whole team of horticulturalists who work year-round to grow all of these magnificent flowers and plants to incorporate into the into the beautiful and and I mean jaw-dropping really displays that they construct over there at the conservatory and and this year is no different for the Chinese Lunar New Year. Yeah, it looks incredible, and we'll post some pictures and videos on our social media if you want to take a look, because I know everyone that can't get here to Las Vegas is missing it. Um, But, you know, they also sent some statistics over, and I always find it really incredible. So if you're wondering what the deal is and what goes into these displays, uh, one of the numbers at the top, 62,956 plants and flowers on display throughout the conservatory. Oh my God. I know. 46,024 fresh cut flowers on display. Jeez. And 12,112 blooming plants on display. That is absolutely like mind blowing. It really is. That's a lot of stuff. I mean, 150 kumquat trees. Oh, <laughs> eleven thousand huh. nine hundred gallons of water. It's really incredible. And and don't forget, Dana, there are two golden oxen involved too. Okay, yeah, very important. <laughs> Year of the ox, right? It is. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the Chinese New Year really is an important time here in Las Vegas. It's when we generally would see more than two hundred thirty thousand. Visitors from China coming here to Las Vegas to celebrate. Um, it, it, I mean, there are displays at just about every resort yep. on the Las Vegas Strip. So it, it has become an important time here in Las Vegas to welcome our visitors from China. That's not going to be the case this year. No, but, you know, still, I mean, I must hand it to the resorts and casinos because they are still finding ways and continuing on with tradition. And they're not letting, you know, what will or won't happen or what visitors they will or won't get, you know, this year change anything. They're still moving ahead and, and, you know, having special menus and special events. And like we mentioned, the conservatory's all set up and the decorations are up. So, you know, we, we just keep moving on and, you know, hoping that at least the people that are able to drive in and some people fly in, you know, from around the country yep. are able to enjoy it as well. Yeah, the 15-day celebration still going ahead, not quite the same as uh, we would see uh, in in previous years, and hopefully it'll pick up again next year. The the Lunar New Year celebration still happening here in Las Vegas, and one of the uh, restaurants that is marking the celebration is Mott 32 over at uh, the Venetian and Palazzo. Yeah, great restaurant. First of all, uh, gorgeous inside. Stunning, like, yeah. Stunning, stunning. I loved the chandelier with the feathers. That was my 
favorite thing. And P.S. We will also be putting clips and pictures of some of the things that we tried and also some of the decor uh, on our social media as well. It's at Vegas Revealed or at Vegas.Revealed on Instagram. But um, yeah, just an absolutely gorgeous restaurant. It's been around for about two and a half years. And we had a great chat with the general manager (laughs) of the restaurant to talk everything Mott 32, but also just, you know, Las Vegas and where we're at right now. Yeah, and we're going to have that conversation still to come uh, here on Vegas Revealed with uh, Nathan Greats, the general manager over there at Mott 32. And some other news to talk about kind of brings the roller skating world and the boxing world together as one. <laughs> which which is kind of an odd combination. It is. I never thought that I would that I would hear that combination. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone knows who Floyd Mayweather is, you yeah. know, around the world, obviously. Boxing champion. He lives here in Las Vegas. And uh, we have a rink here, a roller skating rink called Crystal Palace that has been open for years, very popular among the roller skating community. And, you know, roller skating is kind of become hip again it's all over because of TikTok. tiktok right yes yes they're playing you know uh different songs and roller skating whether it's in their neighborhood on the boardwalk uh at roller skating rinks and it's kind of hip and cool again and i noticed floyd mayweather was having this roller skating party <laughs> at his house with a few friends one of them was quest love and they were posting on his instagram you know roller skating around the house not many people can do that right but of course well if you have a mansion you can right so i noticed that you know it was probably like a month or so ago but now we find out that floyd is purchasing crystal palace which is it's so funny to me because here in las vegas crystal palace has been i mean it's a place where people who grew up in las vegas that's where they went crystal palace was a hot spot starting back in probably the mid 80s and up through i don't know the early 2000s people would go there and have a great time people had birthday parties there people went on dates there people that was just like part of living here in las vegas you know roller skating was popular but it kind of has faded away since the whole rollerblading world and you know different kinds of things came about and so you know it's difficult to stay afloat but apparently it's on the market for 4.5 million bucks and Floyd has said hey I'll buy it I'll I'll buy it I don't want it to close and I want to keep this place open well and for Floyd I I think that that's kind of like pocket change right right so he's like hey you know what he he shows off his his fancy footwork in the ring and apparently that spans into roller skating too since as you mentioned floyd has showed off his roller skating skills Mm -hmm. on on instagram and now he's got a place to to go and and skate to his heart's content but floyd is no stranger to Crystal Palace. I think it was back in back in 2009. He I mean, he would bring his kids there mm-hmm. and roller skate. So he's been there. He knows Crystal Palace and now uh he'll know it really well as yeah. an owner. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm glad that he did it. Keep that place open and it's a big part of the Las Vegas community. So, and if you didn't know, and you usually come to the Strip to hang and maybe you vacation. Maybe you want to go roller skate off the Strip. If you didn't know it existed before, now you know. That's right. Crystal maybe Palace you'll... over there on Boulder Highway. Yeah, maybe you'll see Floyd there <laughs> doing the backwards skate. <laughs> Shoot the duck. <laughs> I was a really good roller skater. Were you? Oh, my God. At I... United Skates of America <laughs> back in Rochester? <laughs> well, wait. Remember when um, they used to come to the school? 
and they would set up the skates. Did they come to your school? Yes, they did. Yes, and then you would do it in the gym. They had the big wooden racks of brown roller skates with the orange wheels. Oh my gosh, such a blast. I used to have my back <laughs> pocket, you know, my comb in my back pocket and roller skating backwards. And the Sony Walkman the Sony on the Walkman. belt loop. Yes, but that's all back now on TikTok. So anyway... Well, and something else that was good to see this week, Dana, was um, it was kind of like a, a reunion of Las Vegas headliners at the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in Washington, D.C. this past week. Right. It was such a conversation between Las Vegans going, you know, hey, I've seen Gaga at Park MGM. And hey, I saw J-Lo at Zappos Theater. And wow, I saw Garth Brooks at the Encore. And he performed for the inauguration. So it was cool to see them all out there, you know, doing their part. So the moral of the story is come to Vegas. This (laughs) is for all the headliners and entertainers who are out there listening. Come to Vegas, get a residency, and your next stop will be at a presidential inauguration. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? Because it used to be the opposite. It was to come to Vegas and just settle down and end your career. Right. And now it's completely the opposite. The script has flipped for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, stay with us. We're going to interview the general manager of Mott 32. It's a great conversation coming up right after the break. Taking a field trip to the Strip. Quick reminder, thank you for listening to Vegas Revealed. Remember, we have many other ways that you can watch, listen. Also, throw us an email and tell us what you want us to cover. All that good stuff. We have a website called Vegas-Revealed.com. That's where you can find all of our social media links. And also remember, in addition to every podcast platform out there, you can listen to our full Vegas Revealed episodes on our Vegas Revealed YouTube channel. That's right. A new addition. And they seem to be taking off. People are enjoying them. So make sure you check that out. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. All right, welcome back to Vegas Revealed. We are getting ready to celebrate the Chinese New Year. We're super excited. Today we are at Mott 32, which is a restaurant inside the Palazzo, which is inside the Venetian. It is so nice, isn't it, Sean? It's it's nice to to break outside and be back down here on the Strip again, isn't it? And we are joined uh, by Nathan Grace, GM of Mott 32. How's it going, man? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Good. I mean, yeah. you were, we were just chatting and you were saying, you know, things here have been as busy as they can be. You've had steady clientele and I know you're super thankful for that. Yeah, it's it's nice to see we've had a, a gradual increase since we were able to reopen mm-hmm. and going into the holidays and now Chinese New Year, we're starting to see more familiar faces, some of our regulars coming back. It's mm-hmm. been better and better. Yeah. It, and obviously with the the cuisine that you present here, Chinese New Year is always a big focus for you guys, but for people who are out of town or maybe for Las Vegas locals who aren't familiar with Mott 32, kind of give a synopsis of, of what you're all about here. So Mott 32 is a concept that came out of Hong Kong. Um, we've had a restaurant there for several years, uh, I think going on seven years. Um, we have a restaurant in um, Vancouver as well. Um, but it's very modern as far as appearance. Um, it kind of it's a blend of New York industrialism um, with a lot of the characteristics of like Chinese culture. Um, but we want to make it a little bit more approachable for people who are used to the very, I guess, more traditional Chinese dining. We're kind of open Chinese dining to uh, people, particularly in the Western world. Um, in this case, 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And I know you said, you said you've been actually at this restaurant since the beginning. You went to Hong Kong and the whole I night. I went to Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, I've lived in Vegas for 10 years, but I, you know, I got lucky enough to go out to Hong Kong, asked to do that, and then bring the restaurant back and open it from the ground up. So mm, really cool. that was about, we opened in December of 2018, and uh, it's been a huge success. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, Chinese New Year is coming up. What are you doing special to, to mark the new year this year? So, uh, Chef's put together kind of a lot of the traditional dishes, and he tends to, to kind of bring things out of the woodwork that are very authentic, um, kind of esoteric dishes, sea cucumber, um, you know, things that you wouldn't always get necessarily, but they're kind of staples of Chinese cuisine, particularly over the holidays. Um, it, I mean, it's, a very, it's very much like a family event. Um, so, so, you know, families are going to come in. They're all very excited. It's about starting out the new year on the right foot. Um, it's about kind of finishing up the winter season and, and, and spring festival and, and starting, you know, the new year going into the summer and on uh, being like basically paying forward uh, prosperous luck and positive vibes throughout the rest of the year. And lately, isn't that what everyone wants, right? Even yeah, it has more I, meaning this year than probably ever before. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I can certainly tell you that I'm sure everybody, everybody who's standing here this year is, is looking forward to having a better 2021 than yeah. 2020. Of course. Uh, well, it's interesting. Living and working on the Strip and, and, and being a part of this whole community in Las Vegas for so long, I mean... A lot of people always used to say to me, well, why didn't you ever leave Las Vegas once you went there? But it's an addicting place to live and work, and the vibe is fun. I mean, is it why you stick around? I mean, obviously, we love to interview people that have been here and are oh. working here, and they got the vibe going. You got it all going. Vegas, yeah. Vegas, everybody, <laughs> it's funny because everybody has this bias towards Vegas. They think it's just this crazy town that it, you know never slows down, but the local community here is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet so many diverse people. I mean, you look at me, you wouldn't expect me to be the GM of a, a fine dining Chinese restaurant. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's unique in that you can kind of jump around. I've worked with a lot of chefs and a lot of different concepts. You can jump around and get creative and, uh, you know, nothing's stagnant here. And the local community is, is really, you know, once you get embraced, it's hard to say no to. So. Yeah, and we want everyone to keep coming, coming, coming back to visit us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you're natural in hospitality, this is like my niche. This is what I love to do. Um, there's no better place to do it. This is the Mecca. And, and before you opened Mott 32 here at the Venetian, did you have experience in Chinese cuisine or was there a, a learning curve that kind no. of went along with opening this restaurant? It was a very steep curve, a very <laughs> steep curve, especially because you've got to think, uh, I don't speak any Mandarin or Cantonese. Right. Um, my entire kitchen, most of them only speak Mandarin and Cantonese and what English they do know is, is very minimal. So uh, you're constantly like, you know, you're using body language. When you're opening a restaurant, there's a lot of moving parts. It's very difficult to communicate when you're, your number two is a chef who, you know, from Shanghai, who doesn't, you know, he worked at Wing Lei there. I'm sure he had no issues. Now working with me here <laughs> at Mod 32, uh, we had a lot of, a lot of growing pains. Mm-hmm. But now, now we do just fine. We're all very close. But it, yeah, it's, it's no simple task. I worked in French restaurants. I knew nothing about Chinese food. In fact, I was, I was probably more of a, a Thai food enthusiast. I really enjoyed Thai food. Um, but I tell you, when you eat that, like, I mean, I ate at Mott every day for, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner in Hong Kong for two months while I was out there. Um, and you just study the food. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crossover. But this is one of the mother, mother cuisines, for sure. And I'm sure that it's been a learning process as you've gone along, too. What's the, has there been 
a single thing that's been the most surprising thing to you about Chinese cuisine? Um, I wouldn't say so much about the cuisine um, as to kind of the culture associated with it. It's, you know, what I what I didn't recognize, like I knew certain aspects of Chinese food, certainly, but like like when you step into a room like this and you're, all your guests, or a lot of your guests are Chinese, um, you have to understand the nuances of the culture, how quickly, how they like to be greeted, how they like to be served, how quickly they eat. There, when I came from French fine dining, it was courses, it was spacing in between, it was very structured. With Chinese food, they want the food right away. Interesting. It, it's very communal. It's about getting the family together. It's almost like a ritual in and of itself. That's really interesting because I'm Italian and we eat fast too, so now I know. <laughs> it, it's very similar. Yeah, very family style. A lot, there's a lot of similarities to Italian cuisine. People are always like, wait, you're done? I'm like, yep, that was it. <laughs> I love it. Well, what do you uh, want to say to people that, that might be thinking to, to come to Vegas from all around the world? Obviously, we have people here in, in town locally and that can drive in and come to Mott. But, you know, to kind of let them know, hey, we're open. Do you recommend, obviously, reservations, anything they need to do beforehand, prepare themselves? Yeah, there's a lot of rules right now. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, at the moment, you're only allowed to have four as to a reservation. Right. Um, so, you know, we set up our tables as such. Uh, you have to make a reservation in advance. So if you are traveling to Vegas, definitely call ahead. Um, there's limited seating for some restaurants. In our case, we have a very big restaurant, so we can take, you know, uh, we can take a lot of covers, or at least we're, we're meeting demand without an issue. But there's a lot of smaller restaurants. If you're going, definitely make reservations in advance um, and just be mindful of all the, you know, I mean, I think Vegas kind of sets the standard with, health practices in general. Um, we have a very strict, um, you know, the Southern Nevada Health Department is very strict with casinos and hotels. So I think, you know, if you're traveling around the world, you'll you'll find that Vegas is probably uh, the most apt in, in, in maintaining the policies and keeping people safe. But mm-hmm. make reservations. Um, don't plan on having huge tables sitting all together. And, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. pretty yep. standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the, the family style, you need to... Somewhat take the family out of family style for a little bit. Yeah, small families were fine. Uh, <laughs> larger families were going to split you up. Right, you yeah, you got to be split up, but you can still come. You just can't sit at the Absolutely. same table, right? I, people always forget that. They think they can't have more than four, and it's like, well, you can. You're just going to be, you know, three of you are going to be sitting at another table, and four will be in another Yeah, way. and we'll do our best to put you as close to your family members as possible, yeah, sure. of course. And we're open, which is an amazing thing. Right. Yeah, we're getting a lot of people from California right now, and they're just grateful to have a place to eat out. Um, right. Yeah. And even keeping, I mean, restaurants come and go. And I mean, so it's something when you can stay open and remain open and be successful. I, I know probably working in hospitality, I'm sure you've probably seen it. I mean, yeah. it, you get, you guys are a success. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, surviving at this point in time is a testament to uh, the operators and the quality of the food. And, you know, I mean, I can't stress enough to my staff how important it is to get people coming back who are regulars. Yeah. So getting support like that is really critical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you yeah, know, I mean, the strong will survive this and like the good restaurants will continue to do well, I think. Um, and, and hopefully as we get through 2021, it gets better and better. And I know this is always hard to ask the GM, but do you have a favorite dish that you recommend or maybe two? Like, what is a must-have here? Like, no matter what, you've got to have this. Even if it's an appetizer or cocktail, anything. This is is year, (laughs) what is this? This is 2021. So this is year year three, uh, and I eat Chinese food every day. So I'll be honest, I have chef. 
kind of make me some off the menu items. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would okay. ask for the spicy beef pickle. It's not on the menu. Okay. Um, you wouldn't get it otherwise. Uh, the, the dim sum's incredible. I love the dumplings. It depends if I'm a rush. If a busy night, I'm eating dim sum. You know, I just pop it in your mouth and then you're back out on the floor. Good. Couple bites. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, the M6 is really good. I really like that dish. I try to eat, eat fairly clean here. Mm, so Good. The, the spicy beef pickle? Spicy beef pickle is incredible, yeah. I like all of it. I like spice, I like beef, and I like pickles. I didn't pick it wrong. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's pickled vegetables. I, we say pickle, but it's pickled vegetables and, and beef. It's, it's a new dish. I don't know. They, just, they make things every once in a while. I'm like, what's that? He says, do you want to try it? I'm like, yeah, great. And our chef's wonderful about those things. He'll always cook for me. So, Nate, obviously, we are in a Chinese establishment. Um, did you have to learn any Chinese? Are there any traditional sayings that, that we should know? Yeah, I mean, so uh, signature one, obviously, for the holiday. Uh, if you want to say Happy New Year, you say Sunlin Fai Lok. And I probably butchered that as far as the dialect, but Sunlin Fai Lok. Sunlin Fai Lok? Like Sunlin Fai Lok. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even, I'm probably, I'm the wrong guy to say this, but Sun Lin Fai Lok means, means Happy New Year. They'll know what you're saying. Um, and then, and then you, Gong Hei Fat Choi is like my favorite one to say. And it just basically, basically means have a prosperous New Year. Love it. And that's, yeah. that's a good, that, that's the good old standard, right? What's yeah. the other one? Sun Lin? Sun Lin Fai Lok is Sun Happy Lin New Year. But Gong Hei Fat Choi. Got it. See, you're not attempting you to say, say fun that, of me. No, say I'm not. Say that to somebody who doesn't think you speak Chinese, and it'll make them smile, for okay, sure. Okay, good one. I'll, I'll listen back to this recording. Well, as we do head into the, the Chinese New Year, we wish you prosperity. Thanks so much for your time, and thanks for having us in. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nate. All right, it is time for our two tips of the week. And we have talked about and experienced Las Vegas food tours before here on Vegas Revealed, Dana. But uh, there's another one to talk about. Yeah, Taste Buzz is what it's called. It's Taste Buzz Food Tours. And this is one we actually hadn't heard of yet. So I was excited to learn about this because we love to support small businesses. Yep. And this is something when we were thinking like, hey, this would be really great for Valentine's Day. Or even if you're just a foodie or, you know, anytime really. But when you think about things to do for Valentine's Day coming up. This could be something. And it's a food tour that actually takes place. There's one in downtown. There's one in the Arts District downtown. And then there's another one on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, and these uh, food tours really are a great way to experience a variety of restaurants, a variety of food, all within a few hours. And it's all pre-planned for you. The, the bill is all taken care of with the, the cost of your food tour. So it really is such a fun way to hop around and fill your belly at the same time. That's right. And they do a variety. They have like some top rated restaurants and also they tour you around to some Las Vegas culture. They also give you some insider tips on your tour, you know, some foodie tips. And apparently I think I was reading too that they even like stop at some food trucks and stuff like that. That's really cool. And, yeah. and you do see some really great sites along the way as you go from restaurant to restaurant too. Yeah. I mean, the, and the cool thing is if you sign up and book a tour with them, they do give a portion of the ticket to Three Square, which is our big food bank here in Las Vegas. Yeah. And every dollar there, um, I think creates three meals for uh, people 
who are in need of food. So that really is a, a great a, a great side contribution to these food tours. And what is this one called again, Dana? So this is Taste Buds. I'm going to tell you the website because you want to go there and look around. They've got great videos, all information about the tours. And let me tell you, it does look really, really fun. This is TasteBuzzVegas.com. That's where you're going to get more information. Check it out um, and support you know some of these different kinds of things we have going on while a lot of our shows are shut down. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, and a, a separate food tour is actually uh, joining forces with Maverick Helicopters. It's called Savory Bites and Neon Lights. So you go to a bunch of restaurants, then you hop on a Maverick helicopter and get a tour of the Las Vegas Strip. And, you know, there are other helicopter packages that take you out to uh, Red Rock Canyon Mm -hmm. and then fly you back up the Las Vegas Strip. That includes a a champagne toast Mm -hmm. while while you're flying. That's the Neon in Nature. And then there are just other flights on uh, Maverick helicopters uh, that allow you to take in the neon lights of the Las Vegas Strip at night. So a helicopter ride is another uh, great way to consider spending Valentine's Day. That's right. Very romantic. And I'm sure you'll score brownie points if you book that one. I bet you will. (laughs) You know, and Maverick helicopters, one of the best, uh, I think one of the best Instagram sites that I follow if you love Las Vegas pictures because they always take these great aerial shots and post them on their Instagram and they are just gorgeous. They take some really good ones. Yeah, and they t- they do flights out to the Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. so over Lake Mead. They do have a wide variety, so if you are interested in booking a Maverick helicopter tour, you can go to Fly Maverick.com. Fly M A V E R I C K.com. All right. Well, that is uh, this week's tips. You know, as we approach Valentine's Day, we still got a little while, so you have plenty of planning to do. But, but you got a book because this stuff fills up quick. It's true. Very true. And especially with our limited capacity stuff. We yep. always got to book early, book early, book early. We say it over and over again. And we hope that you book early to join us for our next episode of Vegas Revealed because we're going to be back right here again <laughs> next week. That's right. And remember, if you want to start a podcast, go to buzzsprout.com and sign up. It's super easy. We have a referral code in our listener notes that will get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up. So many people have been asking about how to start a podcast lately. And let me tell you, Buzzsprout is what we use. It's super user-friendly. You will pick it up in minutes. So again, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll be back in your ears next time. All right. See you then. Hear you then. Talk to you then. Bye.